Yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, are we going to be like no holds? Are we are we no holds barred today, or what? What are we? What's the what? What's the deal? Because like honestly, if we can just go, I don't give a fuck. Let's just go with whatever happens. Then I don't have to. I'm edit an anything. person, and I live uh, and I live by that. So I, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and and I'm pretty honest with the shit that I do. So it, it is. So what, basically, run with it, right? Well, what Jody's saying is. For some reason, you slip up and say, yes, I have been anally invaded by aliens, and you want to delete that. <laughs> Jody can delete that, but that's just an option. Other than no, that, no. we're good to go. We're good to go. Let's let's get into some awesome. shit, you know? Um, Fuck yes. Let's okay, so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to kick uh, the shit off. Uh, like, Boomer's not here yet. I don't even know. I think he might even still be at work because he's so dedicated, or he's uh, reliving a moment of when he met his beautiful beautiful wife and doing that stuff. I don't even know what it is. But anyway. Let me close this door because I don't want to wait. My, I'm going to end up <coughs> proposing to my freaking here soon. Um, oh, yeah. She knows it's coming, but I don't care. But yeah, yeah, I finally met, like, I call her Dr. Sugar Mama, but um, she gets pissed. <laughs> okay. But, How uh, long yeah. you guys been together, man? Uh, two years. Like, so right after I got rid of the shop, I got rid of the shop right before the world kind of like went into that whole lockdown shit. I was yeah. just, you know, uh, October 2019, um, we kind of just started like deconstructing and I was going to hit the road for years. That was my plan. And uh, I don't know, the world like brought everything back. And I literally met her on Delta's Instagram because we both travel a lot. Yeah. And she lived less than a mile from me. And come to find out she was my pharmacist wow. for like the years. <laughs> but like when she, she's, an Arab, she's an Arab girl, like I live in an Arab neighborhood. She used to wear like the full on, you know, yeah. covering and all that stuff. It's pretty wild. Um, that's, she's gorgeous. that's crazy. Yeah. And we travel all like nonstop. I mean, fuck. We, we have something going every single month. So well, my heart I used to up. I used to talk to you a little bit, but then there was one point when I was following you and you were quiet for a long time. And then you're all somebody close to me says that I should speak more freely and post more stuff that I believe in or want to say. Was that her telling you to do this? Because if well, she yeah. made you create, if she made you create what I wake up to live for every day, you see your fucking mile long memes. That is awesome because I love that shit. Dude, <laughs> and they steal all your yeah. shit too, dude. <laughs> She's like 100% the reason I wake up in the morning. I have so much fun with my dogs. Like, I mean, I had dogs before I met her. And since then, we yeah, got oh, yeah. like enough. I remember your dog. Yeah. But like the dogs fucking love her. Like she's awesome. I don't know how the hell I keep up with her. She speaks, you know, multiple languages. She was born in Yemen. So like she's had buildings, okay. you know, brought down around her, you know, like right. fucking by. Yeah, yeah. So she came here at nine. Um, yeah, she's fucked. And but I mean, I'm back here in Detroit. Um, travel didn't go so well, right? With all the COVID shit. But I at least yeah. met a woman that like, I'm gonna fucking I'm with her for the long haul. It's gonna happen. <laughs> hey, everything everything happens for a reason, right? So is mm -hmm. you know, you, you you didn't get to do the things that you wanted maybe in your mind to do, but actually like the universe said, you know what? You're going to be better off if we point you in this direction, and then you've met this like this amazing person that is that has turned you into the oh, meme king. I mean, what else do we do? Well, thank you. I'm glad I have. <laughs> I have. 
have that going for me. I mean, all it is is just speaking from the heart, you know, and and whether we agree or disagree, it's getting people talking. That's the most important thing. Right. Especially right. like Jody, I know you're based, you know, on the other side of the world and you see what's going on here in our country. And like we legitimately have the government telling us like, no, that's not blue. That's purple. You know, and that's not fucking red. That's yellow. And, yep. and nobody's allowed to judge for themselves. You know what I mean? Um, give me one second, guys. I'm plugging my phone. That's OK. That's OK. But before, <laughs> but, 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 but before you carry on, I think what we should do is. and welcome to the machinist therapy hotline i want to make <laughs> yeah, sure let's that do that got, i want to make sure we've got the dream team around us <laughs> so before that. we start we have dan rudolph yo 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 tony klauser uh this show is just so exciting and we start talking before we start introducing so hang in there fasten your seatbelt it's going to get rad and good luck <laughs> and luck shane paul oh where is he Oh wait, Danny just Danny just did the yo 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 for him. So oh, okay, 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 okay. And me, Jody Tuckwell, and oh my god, I think we're probably going to have the most controversial podcast we've ever produced because we have a guest that is very out there, and we're going to go through this. But you've already sort of introduced yourself anyway because the past three minutes have been before we've even introduced the show but hey fuck it whatever we're into nobody cares town anymore so let's get on Dude, get with the podcast <laughs> with the podcast minute i'm glad you came on sean thank you for agreeing to do this uh, i mean i dig you the uh, guys dig you and i just like hey you know you're willing to do this and uh i'm glad you're willing to talk to us because I wouldn't, I mean, I can communicate with you often, but follow yeah. you all the time. And so it's, it's good, man. Sean, how, yeah, how do, so can you, can you introduce your, Sean, can you introduce yourself a little bit about who you are and your background as to how you've, you've, you know, you were part of the instant machinist community and yeah, yeah. even though you've stepped slightly out of it, you will, you will never once you're in an instant machinist community, you never can actually get out of it. Like it's it's impossible. No. Once you're a machinist, no. you're always no, a machinist. You make shit for a living. Yes. Like you're it's a mindset thing. You know what I mean? And and that's something we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, so I started out like I had no choice in this life. I woke up, you know, my dad had a, a mill and a lathe in the garage. And um at like the age of 10, we started building an airplane. Um so we built a Zodiac 601 HD. It's a, two you know two seater low wing all from sheet aluminum and we built it all you know hand pulled rivets and everything else so like um i'd always been around a shop but at the same time i worked at bike shops um i went to school for like engineering you know on and off but like i could never commit to going to school for engineering because i could always hustle something up in the shop and make money you know what i mean like I was literally 17 years old and I could make a thousand bucks making tattoo guns in like a day oh, wow. and sell them to my tattoo shop buddies. So I was always hustling. And then I had like a side gig shooting camera stuff. And um, we kind of just grew like Great Lakes actually started as my dad worked at Bosch and it was a way of mm -hmm. him to not work 90 hours a week. So he started 
using me and two of my BMX buddies to like build these freaking cages we put in the back of cars. And that was like for all the test equipment, you know, like Great Lakes Machining has always been a test equipment company. Um, and that kind of like snowballed. But I mean, in my 20s, I started going to meetings and you can tell I just, I like talking about cool shit. You know what I mean? I've always been passionate about what we do. And uh, we kind of just grew Great Lakes. And um, like our biggest customer still this day, Great Lakes Machining still exists. We just don't have a shop with machines. We're actually an all design, 100% design house nowadays, right? Um, so let me just I stop heard- here. So, so for people that are listening now, you, you were the creator with your father for great lakes machining that's correct so for anybody that's been on instagram and has followed photos and stories they would now associate you with great lakes machining 100 yeah cool 100 so like our we had you know a long list of customers and the instant machinist you know community also helped with that too i mean everybody here knows jeff and and jeff's a fucking great source to have uh aka yeti man right yeah yeah, yeah, Jeff's an awesome <laughs> dude. He's a fucking. We burned a hole in my driveway with magnesium when I used to track. It was a great time. <laughs> I think that's how um, we actually met was because of fucking Yeti man. But whatever. Yeah, dude, Jeff's a great guy. But I mean, locally here in Detroit, um, you know, my dad started at Bosch, and I still I was actually just with a guy who took his old job over there earlier today, um, and he runs their shop. So we had Bosch, and then I drummed up like Harmon International, which is like Harmon Carden jbl and all that and that was at like the beginning of infotainment so i was in the right place right time and i've been a part of like design like uh fixture design because they would use our fixtures for both validation of the cab to make sure like the part would actually fit with you know the the plastic that china was sending then they'd also use our fixture to like shake the fuck out of it and break the part you know what i mean and dude who doesn't love validation testing that shit's sweet you get to fucking break parts for a living and like make good money doing all the 3d software. And I mean, that turned into like, we would do like electronics housing for Bosch motorsports and stuff like that. But like we had a dude, I had a Gucci list of customers that I still, I still design all the stuff for Harmon. Well, my dad and two of our employees do. So I shouldn't say me, I get to look over everybody's shoulder because I'm literally still removed from everything. Um, I was at the building earlier today where Great Lakes used to be, and it's sad to me because, like, the windows where our machines would so proudly look with epoxy floor all blocked out now, and it's a weed facility. Like, because <laughs> that's all every fucking empty building in Detroit is now is a weed facility. It's like wow. California. <laughs> you know, I, I have no affiliation with that one. So I remember seeing <laughs> you guys do that and build that and put the epoxy floor down and ride your fucking, I think you were riding fucking BMX bikes inside there. 100%. Or it, was, it was crazy. And it's like, you know what? These guys are fucking doing parts, making great parts and having fun. And that was one of the things that struck a chord with me is like, they're having fun. They're having fucking fun. That was, that was cool. That's why I, you know, that's why we're tied together. You know, it's funny that you say that Tony, cause like I literally, so even though I'm out of machining, right, talking about the weed facilities, right, I like working mm-hmm. with my friends. Uh, I started a whole other thing called Ringos, and basically what that is is I just we plumb irrigation lines to these weed facilities. I don't know what the yeah. fuck is so hard for some people to find out, like volume displacement, blah blah blah. So right. I literally go in and just hook up manifold lines, you know, like blindly. And I got a whole other group of five BMX friends. They're all like ten <laughs> years younger than me, and I seriously. <laughs> So we use the office above the old shop. 
as just a meeting place because it's my old landlord and stuff. You know, out of COVID, this spawned out of COVID. I came home and was okay. just like, fuck, no, I can't sit still. And I literally told the guys today, I was like, man, I, I told them what I was doing tonight. And I was like, this is like the core of what I've always believed in. And that's like, you just get a group of your smart friends and you give them all the tools to solve a problem. And like right. together collectively, you solve that fucking problem and you have a ton of fun doing it. You never feel like you work when you're having fun with your friends. Like after, exactly. until the bills come and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> bills or bar tab or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, I don't drink anymore. I used to, I legitimately, wanted, I was yeah, drinking no, so yeah. much. Tell yeah, us about I, that I because I, I mean, I followed you. I followed you for a long time. So when you fucking crashed the shit out of your BMX bike and your friend's mom had to sew your mouth back shut, you were drinking that, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, fuck so, yeah. Fuck lightness. Yeah. yeah. So well, I've knocked my teeth out four times, like four separate <laughs> times I've knocked my teeth out. Um, and I was a goalie playing hockey. So it was never from fucking Oh my hockey. God. I, I managed to like make it all the way up to semi-pro and in, in Canada. And the first time, like, I actually quit, so I took a bus home when I was a kid, and that was the first time my dad and I fought. And like now, being in my thirties, in oh. hindsight, I'm like, I'm like, shit. I understand why my dad was like pretty pissed, you know. Like, <laughs> um, but so, anyways, like bike riding. Yeah, my buddy's Maz, a dentist, anyways, and uh, he was that's Stewie. He actually works for Gannis Manufacturing. If anybody follows, yeah, Gannis, I follow Gannis. A, a they, they make the the beautiful bench tops and the dude, the, they fucking kill it. Yeah, it's amazing. I absolutely if that's if I was going to say like an underrated account, that would be the one because the the stuff that they're doing is like schmick. That is amazing. I'm going to have to agree with you there. And their owner, I met Richard once, and it was that same night Jeff and I were burning the magnesium in my driveway, right? <laughs> so like, if Richard Gannis has been to my house that I'm talking to you from next door i own a couple of houses here but and i met him and i was just like man this guy's an awesome fucking dude he had like the same mentality i do right he just wanted to like he wanted to hang out with cool dudes and make cool shit and like that is such a dying freaking breed nowadays everybody nowadays wants to be a freaking like hey look at me all i want to do is travel right but like i don't blog about it but everybody wants to be like a fucking influencer <laughs> or some shit you know like self-funded where me i'm just I've literally worked a hundred hours a week for 20 years since I was like 13. And I'm like, yeah, I can take some time off. If I want to, yeah. you know, but yeah. Hey, I've got to say, so, so going back to your, so your irrigation for the weed industry or, or yeah. whatever it is, legalized, is it legalized in Detroit? Yeah, is it's legal here. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's yeah. legal here. So I remember so I, um, many years, like years, many years ago, I, I went on this piss trip. To, we went we went whitewater rafting and golf and shooting shit and some other stuff and anyway whenever i go to a small town we normally go um i always look for the local lawn bowls club where there's lots of old people and but yet they're really happy to have people there that are gonna basically bring boxes of piss and get drunk with some old guys you know and so anyway so we went to this this lawn bowls place and it was in uh, a place called reefton and we, we, we drove past and there was two guys there and they, they, these so these two old guys were twins like identical twins so you, you rock up and you go fuck like this like, I don't know if you've ever met 70 year old identical twins but it's it's off-putting to to a certain degree you know anyway so 
that to, to manage the, 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 the grass on lawn bowls is, is not actually grass. It's like a moss. So it's like a, a weird, it's like a weird texture. It's like a putting green or whatever. Uh, it no, it's like, a next, it's like a next level up or down. I don't know if you want to say it's up or down. I don't really know. Anyhow, so we were talking about irrigation and I said to them, I said, oh man, so like your water source here is like, can't be very good. You know, he said, no, we have no pressure. But what we've done is we've 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 created uh, hydraulic in lines, so they go, so they feed the water into say like two inch pipe, and that two inch pipe lasts for uh, ten feet, and then they switch it down into uh, like three quarter inch pipe. That creates the pressure, and then they and then they repressurize it again by going back out the two inch pipe for a short period, and then back into yeah, do like a venturi effect. Sort of, yeah, and then and then okay, so even okay. with really low pressure, you can then actually have a really good irrigation system without having pumps. And I was like, "Yep, yeah," but I didn't. I, oh, to me, it was like uh, my mind is blown. You know, they're like, "Oh yeah, we've been doing this for fifty years," and I was like, "What? What do you mean?" And then and they showed me this 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 irrigation system, and then I started doing the same around my garden for all of our uh, vegetable boxes. So using the rainwater your, your tanks. Your property is awesome. Your yeah, property but, but, is unbelievable. But, but, but using like rainwater tanks without having a pump, like it was, it was like yep. I, I just can't believe my mind is fucking like this. Either stupid or blown. I don't know. But I was like, wow, this is cool. Another simple one you can always do is literally run like wicker line from a freaking reservoir, and it will wick all the way through that rope. Yeah, and that's like the most simple, like flower, you know, planner. And then, like and then that. Do that was, just drop it like the water drops all the way across. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll whip through rope or whatever else, wow. you know, just stupid simple, just that's stupid cool. simple. That's cool. So, I don't, it like I said, it kind of spawned out because, like, through BMX, I know some people around here that own the very large wheat facilities nowadays, you know what I mean? Because they did things when it was illegal. Um, you know, and took those risks. And I mean, there's all those people and then they're the same all over the country, but it was just one of those things. I got a lot of friends that know I'm able to make things. So, um, I so just started sure, automating. Have you things. ever, have you ever smoked weed? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. Come on. So, so I was going to ask you about that. I mean, so, so backing up to your BMX days and backing up to when I was following you. Okay. So you guys must have had your own private facility of jumps and i think i remember you guys running out there and covering during the rains covering shit with tarps some of the bmx guys do they cover their fucking yep. jumps with tarps so that was you right yep. okay yep, so 100%. then you guys are out there fucking riding and killing it and then all of a sudden you're getting your fucking teeth fixed this that and the other and i remember you saying uh i think i'm done and then i think i remember you you, you phased off for a while and then i think i saw so many days without a drink. And then somebody says, I'm like, Oh, that's huge. You're like, yeah, I used to drink this much a fucking day. And I'm like, wow. I mean, a lot in the machining community, a lot of us use that for a fucking out. I mean, especially after we go home. And, uh, and I, I remember looking at you going, wow, that's huge. You stopped that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got to come up with something else because I mean, we well, all, I've, need something I've always else. smoked weed. I've, I've, I've always smoked weed since I was a kid. We've said team green, you know, in the BMX community, that's, I'm literally known as the team green guy. So for me to become the alcoholic, <laughs> surprised a lot of people. Um, Sorry. But like, true, true story. Um, I acknowledge that I have a problem, right? 
And like right now, I'm jittery as fuck. I drank a bunch of freaking Earl Grey tea to stay up for you guys. <laughs> yes. So for anyone listening, the time difference is Dan and Sean. Uh, currently, it's eleven thirty. For Tony, yeah. it's eight thirty, and for me, it's three yeah. thirty. So the, yeah, the, the, yeah. there's you know, a lot of this is we're a global podcast. Come on, this is how we. Work. So let's do it. Let's do it. Hold on. Let's do a mic check with Dan. Dan, are you still with us? I'm still here. Okay. 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 Carry on. <laughs> so, so like my drinking though, uh, my 31st birthday was November 8th, 2016, and I drove oh my myself. You were fucking 31 in 2016. Oh, anyway, carry yeah. on. So, so I drove myself to a hospital to detox. I did all my own research because I had mm-hmm. to detox and be back to work at the shop in less than a week. Like that was the longest I had ever left work in my life, and it took me a month and a half to get my affairs in order, right? If this mm-hmm. is lying to myself. Dude, I was a fucking drunk. You know what I mean? Looking back on it. But when I drove myself into rehab, I literally bet with the, the reception nurse because I was walking, talking, and I drove there. He's like, oh, you're probably like a 0.2 or something. I was like, no, nah, I'm higher. And it was a 0.36 was my blood draw. And uh, I stayed in a rehab, and I had a, a grand ball seizure for like just under six minutes. And I lost no motor functions or any of that shit. I took like four staples in my head. Wow. And that happened That happened 72 hours after drinking. Because um, I, I was drinking like, like four-fifths of Jack Daniels a day, wow. right? And I had the, the orange rings around my eyes. I was in liver failure and all this other shit. I was like, wow, I, I got to clean my shit up, you know? <laughs> and um, so, <laughs> so I, fucking, I, quit, I quit cold turkey and I had a massive seizure. And I was back to work uh within four days hold on i mean so it was the seizure caused because of the lack of alcohol yeah yeah 100 100 i was that physically addicted so i didn't know that could happen i mean yours was the opposite so you you literally you stopped and then your body went i can't believe that you're not feeding me with alcohol and sugar and everything else like you you can't you can't do this to me you know what jody i've heard that before because I used to have a guy that worked for me and his mom was a nurse forever and ever and ever. And he's all, yeah. Like when we get people that uh, she said, when we get people that come to the ER and it's like, if they're the first one of the questions they ask you, are you an alcoholic? I'm like, why would they ask you that? It's like, well, they don't want you to code out on their time. They will bring you beer in the ER to keep you fucking flush and level. And <clears throat> or they give you anti seizures. Sorry to interrupt. They there give you, you anti seizures stuff, but they know that too. And that's what I didn't know. So I didn't tell them and I fucked up. But I had to beg my way into a rehab because I wasn't court ordered. Did, but did you, so did, like, you oh. did you did you not tell them because you were embarrassed that you actually knew you were an alcoholic, but no one No, I beg I begged my way in, but because I wasn't court ordered a minimum like 21 days, which I do oh, here in yeah. the States. Yeah. Right. It's so, like I begged my way in. I had a blood draw of almost, you know, 0.36. That's yeah. five times the legal limit, right? Four times. So the this should take you in with no problem at that point. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is after that is I was like, okay, I'm done. I gotta leave. And they're like, who the fuck do you think you are? I'm like, no, I gotta go back <laughs> to work. Like I got people on the clock, you know. <laughs> All of a sudden you're so sober, I- like. Let's just do this. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was like, I, I got shit to do, you know. And I'm fucking sitting there twiddling my thumbs. I'm like a fidgety. I, I smoke a ton of weed. Being honest, I smoke a ton of weed, and I still run around nonstop. Like I really do. And it's like my friends, my girlfriend, they're like, I don't know how you do it sometimes. But me, if I catch myself sitting still, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm being lazy. 
So yeah, same here. Take it how it is, you know, but it's so anyways, like that was, you know, I sobered up and I still ran the shop for another four years. And then I was just like, man, I fell into this fucking life. Like I need to go figure out something else, you know? And, um, my old man just didn't want to run the shop without me. So at one point we were even talking, he was talking about like selling it all off. And I'm like, you're fucking stupid. What if we come back to that? Like we built 20 years of customers, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's something to do. And he's like, well, how do, how do I handle like these complex parts? Like, I don't do that. I'm an old man. And I'm like, dad, I've spent years training four other guys out there how to do it. I'm sure they all want evening cash. And that kind yeah. of has like transitioned, you know, Great Lakes into like a fucking mobile design house. And I still get, right. I still get calls from all these Indians that I have a reputation with looking for me. And I'm and just when like, when you say yeah, Indians, do you mean like Cowboys and Indians or you mean like Eastern Indian? No, like, what? like India, like fucking <laughs> Bangladesh, you know? Yeah, like that the, one. The okay. Indians from That's Harvard. what I meant. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have they, a they send me messages all that. the time too, and Hank, and we don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but they send us messages. <laughs> they're always wanting yeah. some kind of information. We Sean, used to build a. a they showing how old we've been. This is just building. Can, can I just stop? So, so your dad? No, you can't you know, stop. Yeah, okay, I will. So your your dad, <laughs> your your dad is, you know, his like his his whole drive is the fact that he's working with you. Like that's one hundred percent. You know, and, and that, that was, like, so when, when you made the decision to say, actually, I need to go and do my own life, even if it's, even if it's a, a, a sabbatical or, or whatever, like that must have hurt, you know, having that discussion with your dad. 100% it did. And at one point he thought yeah. I was like, he thought I was bullshit. I mean, you also got to realize my dad is still a very heavy drinker still to this day. So that's kind of one of those things where after years of dealing with it, I just had to part that one. I've lost a lot of friends over my not mm. drinking anymore, you know, and shit like that. And I mean, dude, I'm still a partier. I will go out. I will be your DD. But if your consumption of whatever substance affects your ability to be a functioning adult, like we can't, you know, associate anymore. And I don't know how right. to... Like, even at my worst, I was still running a shop, working on products, you know, with NDAs four years in the future. Right. And I was keeping my shit together for the most part. <laughs> um, so well, like that, they, they, they have a lot. They have a word for that. They call people like that functioning alcoholics. And, and, yeah, and that's exactly what I was. And so, I think a lot of us are, to be honest with you. But I mean, <laughs> we get to a point where we wake up in the morning, we go do what we got to do and we start all over and we do what we need to do and we make sure things are right. And then. I mean, I'm, I'm not labeling anybody here. I'm just relating with you on that. I mean, that, oh, I, I see exactly how it starts. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it starts. And then, like I said, anything I do, I do to the fullest. So, like, I'd wake up with a hangover and I'd drink it off legitimately, you know? And that got to the point where like, I was I was drinking a fifth before I got to work. Fuck. You okay, know what I mean? Now, that's next level. I've never been there yet. <laughs> I knew yeah, that like, <laughs> I had to consume a fifth of, of whiskey in order to like not shake. And like I was wow. shaking worse than I am right now from all this caffeine. Like I feel like I'm jittery right now. And um, it was bad. But yeah. so, so that kind of had a lot to do with it. Like I just, I felt like I needed a sabbatical. My old man and I weren't seeing eye to eye at the time. And I really didn't like the outlook of the world. Right. Mm. Yeah. And 
I don't know, maybe I was foreshadowing and it was right. Like we owned all of our machine. We owned everything but the building. So we only had rent. Other than that, all of our, everything we had was assets. Cool. That's cool. So we were able to like liquidate everything off and still be pretty darn flush. You know what I mean? It, it, nothing was in the hole. So when, so, so not the dwelling. So when, when you had this conversation with your dad was, you know, do you think that maybe that was also, was that a changing point for your dad as well? Just go, well, the reason why my son is a raging alcoholic, not to be disparaging, but like, 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 because I'm also in the same boat. So mate, did, did, was there a, was there a wind change for him as well? Did he go, no, Shit, maybe no, I need to change a wee no. bit or no, no, I, I talk to him every day. He's my neighbor, right? Like, I literally just opportunities. I live three doors down from my neighbor and I own the house in between that my best friend who helps me with the irrigation lives at. <laughs> so like, I still see my parents. Um, there's no tarnishment there, but my dad's a very hard headed individual. And I mean, I told him I was going to talk about this tonight and he's like, eh, what up? but he'll fucking, he'll still tie one on and he doesn't care. And I mean, the dude was just diagnosed with cancer. They're going to cut him open and uh, a couple months here, you know, like the full cavity and everything. And he's still out there just bullshitting with me, smoking his cigarette. And uh, I used to smoke three packs of cigarettes a day, too. I somehow got freaking acupuncture that hit me in my ears, my nose, and my wrist. And I quit smoking like that. It was what? the wildest shit ever. I swear to God. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I mean, I have neighbors and I've had people that live next to me that's been 104, 107. Uh, there's people that will take health to the extreme and drink their wheatgrass and eat their carrot sticks and do all this shit and they'll live to a long life but there's also people that have been doing something for a long time and they have a routine and if you don't change your routine and you stick with it and your body believes you're going to be okay some of those fucking people will outlive some of the healthiest people in the world mm. so that's unexplainable you're right you are 100 right yep I, i'm, I'm going to agree with you yeah I mean, I believe that. Yeah. I mean, if you think that you're doing what you need to do and you're taking care of yourself and you're happy, I think happiness is the fucking key, then it is what it is. You do you, your routine, and have a good life, man. That's it. Hey, okay, yeah. let me let me let me pose a question. So so Dan, how much would you drink a day? Would you would you have a glass, would you have a beer of a day or would you are you Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you usually like, or? not every day, but maybe yeah, one. Yeah, one a day, but not every day. One a day, but not one a day. Every day, yeah. I sincerely feel like beer and liquor are so much different, too. Even in that sense, we're talking about that, right? Like, yeah, I was drinking straight Jack Daniels whiskey. Just Jack and water. No chasers, no nothing. I could chug that shit down. And, like, nowadays... If somebody wants to do that, that's cool. I'll drive you home, you know, and um, no hard feelings. It's just don't judge me when I'm lighting a joint, you know. Yeah. We all have oh, totally. things nowadays. Yeah. Um, Did, would, like you, would you would you would you say saying. that? Would you say though that actually, if you were you know smoking a joint, just a straight straight weed, no tobacco in it, just just straight. Yeah. That that's actually better for you 100%. than having than having a beer. One hundred percent. 100%, especially just like for what your liver has to go through and the things that yeah. I learned, like going back, 
going back to my lovely girlfriend, right? Like she, she's a pharmacist who's actually going for her um, like homeopathy certification because she wants to become a holistic doctor that gets people off prescription drugs. Wow. Right. Like, so she's a doctor of pharmacy now who understands how all this works within our system, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she's helped me understand so much more. And even just looking at how our body processes these things, like, Man, alcohol is hard on us. It really is. We're like, weed, yeah, if you smoke excessively, you're going to hurt your lungs, eat some of it or something like that, right? But that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, but, like, if you're drinking excessively, your liver is just taking its toll. And, I mean, believe it or not, like Tony was just talking about, your liver is, like, your key organ, right? So, it's, like, one of those things. If you're drinking, keep freaking drinking because that shock to your liver is going to hurt you more than anything else like you yeah. know I, I somehow rebounded when they were taking my liver levels like after my seizure and i somehow rebounded my liver levels and i had like the doctors perplexed about it um but i mean if you're only drinking like yes yeah, so you're drinking your wine right now my girlfriend drinks glasses of wine that shit's great for you red wine within moderation yeah. right? right right i mean everything's okay within moderation so that's what they but, but you know it varies from body to body Anyway, they talk about moderation. That's the thing. I mean, once you start a process, you start a routine and people adapt to that. I mean, I'm not I'm not making this a spokes piece by any means, but I mean, that's no. what I'm saying. I mean, I know so many old people that get a routine and they do it and they stick to it. It's like in moderation. So, I mean, it's like anything you wake else. up at the I same mean, time. Yeah. You, know, you get your you know, coffee. You, you fucking work, exercise at the same time. Your body, you fuck, it's muscle memory. Your body adapts. You fucking five o'clock. Where's the wine? No, I'm just not wanting tonight. We're doing fucking this. And it's like, it is what it is. But I mean, yeah, we but, all but have you, our vices. Like, so you, you're saying, so yep. like, for example, Tony, you would probably get up at the same time every day and you have, you know, your routine would be let Dexter out and have a shit and then go and make your coffee and get some breakfast into you and then get into your toyota corolla and drive to work yeah no you're exactly right it usually starts about four to five in the morning yeah 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 same, same choice, much, but it just, but, just starts but i feel like that's every machinist as well like i, I do the exactly <laughs> the same i get up at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah i mean that's what we just and, and what we and so we get to work like okay so we we do our morning routine which is pretty easy and then once we get to work and then we're if you're not trying to decide what comes first but when we decide what comes first as a machinist, everything that comes first, second, or third is not fucking easy. We're not sawing up two by fours or we're not fixing the garage. We're trying to fucking cut things super close. <laughs> and it's like, it's just fucking stress nonstop. Then you get phone calls and you get emails and you get requests for quotes and you get people fucking asking for all kinds of shit. I mean, I'm not saying anything new that all y'all haven't heard for fucking two years by now, but so, so on my way out, I'm going to tell you something on my way out. This is kind of how it started. I used to, I used to have the cot in my office. I literally lived at my shop until I had my second TMC. Like I know how to put in the hours, you know, that you're talking about the muscle memory, blah, right. blah, blah. But I literally started, I was getting so burnt out on working weekends. I had one customer call. I had to call because a, a dimension was missing or something like that. And I didn't have the cat on this part. And I call this motherfucker. And he was out on a sandbar and he's like, Oh, 
I can't get that to you till Monday, you know. I'm Fuck on you. <laughs> exactly. And at the same time, if it's so fucking important or if yeah. it can wait till Monday, even, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't even need to fill that in. So I literally started right then and there. If you needed to have it Monday morning, I had to have a credit card that had a $9,999 limit. And we yeah. still would work one weekend a month, but that weekend was worth fucking 10 grand. Hell yeah. Give me that weekend. And that was kind of like, you're talking about being taken for granted. And that is besides my dad and the alcohol and all that bullshit, right? It was literally, I would bust my ass for my customers and they'd pay me whatever the fuck they wanted. But at the end of the day, I had no personal time. When you're putting in like 110 hours into your own business and still trying to have a personal life, like it doesn't work. You know, I remember one time before we moved into that nice shop. Brian Stewart's his name, the guy that works at Gannis now. It was my birthday, and he literally was like, dude, I'm sleeping here tonight. He's like, that's the only thing I can give you for your birthday is letting you go home and sleep in your own bed. You know, and it's like after a couple of years of that, that was truly my burnout. And as I, I talk with my dad or, or Justin, who helps him design now, my favorite customer is, is actually coming back and he's bringing a fuckload of work with him. And he just wants to work with me. So, like, I've really been getting pushed back into this world, you know, and, and here you guys are. And it's just funny how, how life pushes you into these things. And that so is what my one concern. What, I'm probably going to work you... with him because he's a cool dude. But, like, as soon as I'm being taken, as soon as my time is being taken for granted. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just got to, like, but I, I think the separation now, I don't have the machines. And design was never my bottleneck, right? It was always spindle time. So right. I feel that you know, that little hiatus and the natural transition of the business in my absence might help. I don't know. But that burnout you're talking about is exactly why I was like, I don't give a fuck. And like, I was doing so well. We were doing so awesome as a company. I mean, we were doing, we were a five man headcount that was making like $8,000, $10,000 a day. It's but, fucking but, unbelievable. Yeah, but you were, nice. you were working, you were, you were two and a half persons that's that's you know so you you got to look at that and your dad was probably putting in the same amount of hours as you and going so you're actually you're not five man you're actually eight because you're you're Dude, we were killing it you know you we were you, 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 were, you were you were the reason why you were killing it is because you're doing 100 hour weeks i mean but yeah, what's the end up going to happen and is you just kill yourself because you're doing 100 hours that's, that's exactly what i did that's 100 percent what i did Mm. Yeah, and but if you, if, if you pause that, Jody, for a moment, I mean, if you put yourself in like me and Danny Rudolph's shoes and you're able to knock that much out for the amount of people that we have, the location, I mean, that's massive. And so like what Sean's saying, I mean, even with the amount of people he has, that's massive. But it gets to a point where, I mean, time is important. And, and being burned out is important, but I guess you got to pick your poison and decide what the fuck you want to do. And I mean, that's, I mean, and if, once again, that's machinist. Honest, yeah, go ahead. No, you guys still have shops though. And, and, and it, it's, it's been two years. I miss having a fucking proto track, you know, just like a conversion knee mill, something that you can still yeah. pull a quill on, but you can still cut a circle. Yeah. I miss that. And, and you know, like Kyle at KCS, but every time I talk to him, he's like, dude, my door's always open for you. That motherfucker's got multi-million dollar machines that I don't even know how to like 
get to the menu on you know what i mean like right. i love the other right. body i hope he listens to this but like that's out of my league nowadays you know what i mean i've lost i that, know what you mean man. but but so, tony like, but you tony don't you don't you think that, like, when you when you talk about the burnout and the amount of hours and and what you're going to get and it's massive and i and i don't and i don't disagree with what you're saying i just that that the at some point as uh, anybody, whether it be a business owner or or somebody that works in a company that wants to put in the hours because they know they're doing the best for the greater good, but there's a point where you go, actually, something has to give, right? Because the the knock on effect to what you're saying, you know, if you're doing hundred hour weeks every every week, like yeah. for for months and months, eventually Years. it will catch up with you and it, it cannot be a sustainable way to live. Like forget them. I, I know there's, there's a monetary side of things, but surely money isn't everything. There's a point where you go, actually, fuck, what am I doing here? I, if, if you were just only working to make the spindles go round and round and round, the, the ha- well, unless there's a, unless there's a goal where you say, I'm going to make the spindles go round and round for the next three years or five years. And at the end of those five years, we're going to be totally financially like fucking no. best we've ever been and you sell everything up and then we just go and have the greatest life. That's great. But if, if it's spindles go round and round for the next 20 years, fuck man, you're missing out on life. I think like there, there's, there's gotta be, well, that's you're right. so, machinist, so, talking about missing out on life. So, sorry, Tony, we just lost a machinist uh, here in Michigan last night. Um, yeah. It, it, my, my friend's dad, uh, they, they ran a shop and he taught me a lot about quoting and everything. They did a uh, specialty cutters called specialty tool services. Okay. And uh, he finally retired last year, his place up north, put all the additions on it. He got one year out of his retirement and he passed Fuck. asleep last night. So See, that's you know, what I don't want to, that's what I don't want to do, man. And that's like, like kind of what Jody's saying too. It's like, you, you know, you just keep on fucking trucking, you keep on fucking pushing and that's what I tell Katie all the time. I was like, she's like, oh, we need to take some time off the weekends. Just that. And I'm like, no, fucking Saturday. I'm going to go in and hammer it. What am I going to do? Sit here at the couch and watch fucking TV. No, I need to go in there and fucking blast shit out. And it's like, I mean, that's kind of bred into us, man. I mean, that's, it's, it, it, unfortunately, it it's kind of how it we is. are. But how do we the get out of it? I can break it. No, the only way I can break it is going out and eating food in different places. So, like, I'm, a, I'm truly addicted to travel. That is one hundred percent my that that is my new alcohol is travel and I and I have travel. a woman that, that yeah one hundred percent and I have a woman that is as addicted to travel as I am but like nice. the burnout that you guys are talking about every, every time each one of you talks of burnout I rudely talk over you because like that that is what ran me away from it I I yeah. I love the idea of being able to like make whatever you want on any day and working with your friends. But I found a way to work with my friends in a way less stressful environment currently, you know, and it like Ooh. it happened naturally. But like the, the stress you guys are talking about, as soon as your time, you know, you can only take so much of, of not being valued where the money just at one point doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I hear you, man. And I have people walk up to me, whether it's my wife or other employees or UPS guys like, dude, what's wrong? I'm like, what do you mean? What's wrong? Well, your face looks terrible. I'm like, Fuck, I can't see my face. And if I really look terrible right now, and, and it's, it's it's not because I'm not as good looking as Jody, but it's because I'm fucking stressed out. And they can see it. I'm like, and I've been told time and time again, you know, your face, you, you're very readable. We know when you're upset. We know when you're mad. 
we know all everything about you. It's like, yeah, you're right. I am stressed because I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. And this guy wants to know when the fuck I'm going to quote this. And then my good friend, Danny Rudolph just sent this guy to me and he wants fucking parts <laughs> out of heart and fucking steel. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. But hold on. So, so, so Danny, Dan, I, we, you know, you recently had a break to the beach, right? You took the family yeah. and, and, <clears throat> and, and sometimes when I see, you know, there's, when I see what you're doing, it feels like, you know, you, you, you're, you're doing this, the hard yards with your dad and, and your family in the shop, but yet you've got the pool and then suddenly you're taking these beach holes. And I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like you've got the balance really right. And I, 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 I might be, I might be way off, but I, it just feels like you're definitely conscious of the amount of hours you're doing compared to what, or maybe He's I'm dedicating, wrong. dedicating time correctly. Yeah. I, I, I see that. I appreciate that. That's, that's very important, Danny. Yeah. Thanks guys. I, I don't, I, I think we, I've always, um, you know, kind of built, you know, like we don't work Sundays. We're not in the shop Sundays. Everything's off. Um, and then I'll do stuff at home, but I'm like, I kind of do a seven to five at the shop and that's it. And like, it didn't get it done today, do it tomorrow. And if that's not good enough, then, you know, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. And I, I don't know when we kind of put that in place, but it, it definitely was like a, you know, end of the day, go home and come back. And I think that I never had that, like, oh, I got a bail in this whole thing. Um, but it's, it's something that, at least tempers it, like get a, get a day off and, and come back and, um, or, you know, take three days off and go to the beach. Like it, it, even though I'm self-employed and, and I own the shop with my dad, it's, it's not anything that, um, I, I let it build up and, and really occupy all my thoughts. It's, it's always there, but it's not, it doesn't dominate my 24 seven. I have a question for you, Danny. Well, we have, we're all here and it could be for any of y'all, but it's like uh, me and Katie being a small business owner and, and just leasing a building. I mean, we don't even own a building and we're here in California, which is fucking stupid. But anytime <laughs> that we do something and people come in, whether it be an electrician or a roofer or a gutter guy, say, oh, you have fucking 10 CNC machines. And this is, this is, they're not telling me this, but this is what I'm imagining is going on in the brain. Oh, you have 10 computer control machines. You guys are so smart and you must be making <laughs> so much fucking money. I'm going to charge you millions and millions of dollars to <laughs> replace your air conditioner because I would charge the neighbor 750 bucks. I'm going to charge you $7,500 because you guys are fucking so cool and so smart because you're like CNC machines. Am, am I wrong or is this true? Oh, hey, I, I t- I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. So I don't know when it happened, but there was one motherfucker somewhere that undercut <laughs> the the local machine shop, and what happened was that had a global domino effect on everyone. Whereas all the plumbers and all the electricians said, "Hmm, instead of undercutting." The, the guy next door, what I'm going to do is I'm going to charge more so people think I'm better. <laughs> and and then what happened was every plumber and every electrician that, and every drain layer and every other person apart from machinists went, 
hmm, that's a fucking great idea. We should just charge more. And everyone else in the machining community said, you know what? We should charge less because <laughs> for whatever reason, we don't value what we do. It's just so ridiculous. And yet we make everything that anybody touches. Everything. 100%. I can't believe Jody, that we don't, that we so undervalue ourselves so much. Right. You are so right. And to touch on like what Tony said, that's why I learned all my own HVAC. I learned all my own plumbing. Um, the the neighbor at the shop, the Great Lakes Machining, was an HVAC place. So, like, they kind of helped me with the HVAC. But, uh, Jody, you are so right. So many people sell themselves short on the race to the bottom. And, like, I'm watching that in the American weed market, right? Like, it's one of the few things. Everything in the world is raising in prices. Yet there's so many people with weed nowadays because all these states thought it was a new tax revenue. So there's so much of it now. It's one of the few commodities that's like plummeting. Mm. So I'm glad that I'm just automating it for motherfuckers. There you go. <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's so funny. You're saying the same thing. Just people are selling themselves short, you know, and it's, I think it's a combination of, you know, not ta taking pride in your time. And then like, you know, this is just touches on something completely different. And this goes towards like all my memes and shit. But like, we are such a, a society that are, everybody is so in credit debt right like not many people live a cash life and um I, hopefully he listens to this but i know like alfred lyon you know like ab tools yeah. l i i've met alf and we've talked about the whole cash thing you know and that's something that he i know from speaking with him that he is like fond of right and he's even put it on his instagram he's been and, he's been on here talking about it that he buys yeah. things in cash yeah yeah and, and like one thing I, I've learned, you know, through people, and it's a really awesome rule. If you're like living that cash life and you want something, you should be able to buy it three times over before you buy it. Yeah. Because like yes. by the time you can afford it, your perception's so much different. Right. And that is, like, that, that yeah. is so, because I, you know what I tell my kids? I said, so you like, you guys, you can save for whatever you want, but you have to save for it twice. And then by the time you save for it twice, you probably won't want it. You'll want something else. Mm -hmm. So that way yep. you actually start saving money. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's something like, else. I mean, here, like in the United States, it's like something that me and Katie have recently started doing. It's like, you know, when all this shit started going awry in 2020 and this fucking COVID and people blaming this, that, and the other for all the other stuff. It's like, you know what? There's no reason why at any given point the government couldn't just say, oh, I don't know. Your bank account shows invalid. It's just a fucking computer click. It's just fucking one keystroke, and all of a sudden, there's no money in your account. One hundred percent. No, we're like, no, fuck that. So we start making weekly trips by the fucking ATM, and we just start fucking hauling it out, hauling it out. Bought a good size safe, hauling it out, hauling it out. Yep. It's like, yeah. I mean, at least it's. I mean, it's at the location, but you can't click a button. I mean, I might get enough to get me around. And go you guys but other than that i mean it's like they can fuck us anytime they want it's all fucking when we went digitalized i mean going off on tangent here but it's like keystrokes no, are fucking everything man and it's just like i'll shut your hey, shit down if you're yeah, getting you. cash out of the atm you need to follow my girl my girlfriend's name is ahla that i always say which means dreams in arabic really weird but like ahla right but she literally 
her she was in her grandpa's arms while her fucking house was hit with missiles you know so like whoa we not only have cash we have gold we have silver and i have a almost a full year supply of fro- freeze-dried food right like she's more prepared than i am you're ready and you're i mean th- dude i'm putting a ring on her finger she knows it's coming <laughs> I- i'd tell you guys where i already envisioned it but she might as well probably listen to this shit all i know is like- if i'm super hungry <laughs> i can just drive to your house for <laughs> Yeah. One year. You're gonna wait, hold on. You're gonna fucking drive to his house. I want to watch that. I want to yeah, fucking. Sail, I want to see a GoPro here. you driving to his house. Yeah, hey, fuck it. In an amphibian Jody, vehicle. You can you can sail here through the St. Lawrence Seaway. You can sail right to Detroit all the way. That's right. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep, fucking Jody driving to Detroit from fucking New Zealand. That'd be awesome. No, you know that shit would that shit would break the internet. There's Jody driving into fucking Detroit from New Zealand. No, we we live in some wild times. Though. So, I mean, uh, t- machine side of talk, machining talk aside, like I've always been a fucking vigilant nut job, or as people like to call them nowadays, all the conspiracy names and shit. And all that means is just more than two people getting together to talk about ideas, right? Like, I agree one hundred percent. That's why you and I hit a lot. Yeah, so you know, I can put all kinds of weird shit out there, and doesn't make me right or wrong, right? That's just my my assumption. But I just had before the whole COVID thing happened and all that, right? I just I had a weird feeling about life, and like I was, you guys are gonna like this. I was literally at Burning Man with a whole bunch of smart motherfuckers, the former COO of Autodesk. I think he was COO. But he's actually a good friend of mine. His name is like Laurent Rains, right? And uh, I was there and then a, a physicist, his name um, was Roger. And I was like, I don't think I, I, I like the feel of this world anymore, you know? And I was like, I, I that was when I had my epiphany. And it was probably because I was a fucking burning man, you know? But I just didn't <laughs> did like the feel meet, of the did world. Did you ever meet Brandon Bebo? He probably would have been at Burning Man no, no, at the I same know. time as I you. I talked to him a lot online and never got to meet with him. And I know he like committed suicide mm. and all that stuff. It's very sad. Um, but that dude was like super smart in the electrical field. And that's why I like talked to him about it because he was into all the Tesla coils. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty well connected with a lot of the important people. And I was told he reached out to ask for some help on some stuff that he was over his head in and then somebody else took care of that and, and kind of shot that shit. I mean, but that's reaching out on a limb and talking about what we're talking about conspiracy theory yeah. kind of shit. But, but it's like, you know, I mean, I, I, I just, it's, it's so wild and it's so hard to believe some of the stuff that we just take for granted and, and some of the stuff that we we, you know, I'm really trying hard to wake up in the morning and not turn the fucking news on because the news is just stupid. And and we watch where this country's going, and and we watch what this puppet did put up Biden, which I'm not blaming him for anything. <laughs> but it's like we're we're just slowly getting rid of all the important things that make America tick. And it's whether it's baby formula or fucking a tampon shortage or fucking dead cows or whatever you want to pick tomorrow. And it's like, it's like the fucking hugest science project that could go wrong that I'm not sure where we're supposed to go with this. Now, I, 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 here's, I was born 
in 67 and the 80s was the best part of my life and the 80s will always be good to anybody's life if you're around for the 80s you know we had acid wash jeans and fucking fucking vanilla coke and shit like that but it's like no cherry coke no vanilla coke. <laughs> Cher- cherry like, coke is the best oh maybe in new zealand but anyway <laughs> it's like what the fuck happened and so I don't know. I mean, I hold on to the good shit and that's why I buy a lot of nostalgic kind of shit and just hold on to it in case. Oh, what are you going to do with that? I got nothing. I'm just going to sit there and I'm look at it. Yeah. But Tony, but you've also, you also like you're, you're at that point where, you know, you're, you know, if you uh, can only reminisce on a, one particular time in your life, it's going to be yeah. pretty difficult to push forward what could be. And, 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 uh, you know, I, I, I often, I listen to the, the I'm not going to call it rhetoric, but the, whatever's happening in the, the, the States, for whatever reason, is quite, is public, right? So in terms of the rest of the world knows when America's having a bad time because, you know, Biden's doing some stupid shit like trying to walk upstairs and he can't do it or, or, sniffing, <laughs> or sniffing children's hair or, or doing whatever the fuck he's doing, you know? And it's, it's like, oh my God, you know, like, but, the reality is there's lots of things that you probably blame the government for that the rest of the world are also feeling, you know, petrol prices, food prices, that kind of stuff. And, and you know, unless you're saying that every single government have all got one collective agreement to say, right, we're going to do this, this and this, there's some, there's certain things that go, actually, you, um, I think there are, there are, there are global things that do happen that can fuck up and like just your everyday day to life, you know, like everyday life. And, and, you know, as much as I hate that, I just go, oh, well, the only way to get around that is to try to disconnect wherever possible, right? Like make your own power, growing your own veggies, have your own food source, all those kind of things. That's I think your piece it, of property is wonderful. It, well, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that, but you know, and, and, and of course we don't always, you know, not everybody has the luxury of being able to do that, but you can do it on a lesser scale, right? You, you know, you, you could, for example, make veggie gardens and, and do whatever on, on quite a small section and and remove certain aspects for uh, the, what the supermarket provides. And and one thing, just, just not to go off on a tangent, but, but one thing, like sometimes it's thinking a little bit out of the box. And that could be, for example, you go down to where your local farmer is and you say, hey, can I buy half a cattle beast? So, i.e., can you mm-hmm. can we can we share the cost of a butcher, and then you fill your entire fridge up or freezer up for an entire year, and it costs you, you know, four dollars a kilo or whatever whatever it is in American like you know old money, like so it could be uh, whatever it might be. So, but that could end up saving you a thousand bucks for that entire year, and you know where all the meat comes from, and it just just. Not to go off on a tangent, a but, that, but that could be—that's just what I'm saying. Is is that actually, if we all proactively do things against the norm, then everything has to change, right? That's that's what I'm trying trying to say. I'm gonna agree with I, you. I have a friend's mom that does that, but you, that requires everyone to do change. And to yes. follow up on that, I had, I had a very good friend actually approach me today about becoming his silent partner in a farm store in a farm town about an hour and a half outside of Detroit, and. uh yeah, I'm probably going to do that because that guarantees small community food sources in case the whole system goes down. Like I was in yeah. Cuba in March of 2020, you know, when I was starting my global fucking tirade. Like I was 
I was in the Philippines and overnight all the Asians had masks on and come to find out like uh, a plane from Wuhan had hit. That was in the videos of people dropping dead were all there. So I was like, fuck, man. So See, I, had to I come told back Jody that, but Jody didn't. Do that. But anyway. <laughs> well, you said all the heads were exploding. And I was just like, after they fell went, down. After they actually, fell down. I went Jody. from the Philippines, from the Philippines to uh, San Francisco, where I met up with the, my buddy I was telling you about. And I actually saw Jeff on that trip, too. I went snowboarding up in Tahoe or whatever. And then fast forward a little bit, I, uh, I, went, I went from Cuba over to Spain and I was in Spain in Barcelona. I was supposed to be there for like three months and they were like spraying down the hoses with all these chemicals and they're in the full on suits and shit. And we had to get the fuck out of Spain and fly out of the U.S. And that's when my world travels ended. So yeah, big time. <laughs> it was like a wild fucking month, though. It really was. But like, if we really did what you just preached, I think we would actually see change, you know, because like where you're going to make change is on local level. Real talk, you know, uh, regardless of what kind of change you want to see, you know, what, what my local level is, is obviously different than your local level. But that's the only spot you're going to see change. You know? But, but, but I, I'd say most of us in here, like Dan, you you've got like a you've got a nice lifestyle block thing where you've got you're growing your own veggies and you're doing things with your family and you know like you're, you're sort of you're semi-detached from like being only solely dependent on a supermarket for example yeah i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of that local farm things around here like you know buying buying a half a, a steer or whatever is is pretty common um but i don't know how you square that with <clears throat> being a machinist you know in a cnc shop and you're gonna take time away from that to do, you know, growing an ear of corn. It's like, mm. well, you know, my time's better spent in the shop. Um, but if everyone devolves into that, like self uh, subsistence living, you know, it's sort of like we're setting everyone back, uh, you know, and, and some people are good with that. Um, but, you know, we have all this, this progress that we've made, you know, aside from, from whatever the government's doing, I don't know why we need to, um, let them determine what we're doing. Um, but I, th I think, you know, some, some sort of, um, insurance policy against, you know, your next meal is good, but, um, you're really going to break down sort of our, our commerce system when, when you want to take time away from your kind of productive lifestyle to do that. Um, I, I just think about that a lot because it's, it's something that I see, you know, I could go, yeah, I could go and grow whatever I need and we could, we could get chickens and do all that, but you know, I'm way more productive in the shop. So, you know, how do you square those two things? It's because you're a maker and we make things that touch people globally. You know, it is a global marketplace. So regardless of local change, like you're a maker. Surely they can't, you can't have the best of both, right? You can't, you can't say, oh, the government are doing this because we're in, you know, this particular market, but yet you're doing it so that you can pay for something that's provided from somebody that is really good at doing that. Like, cause that's, right. that's the whole trader system, right? That you go, I'm really good yeah. at making shit. So therefore I make something and it could be that actually a local farmer needs me to make something. And if I do that, he gives me half a cow or half a steer, you know, or, or 10, 20 chickens or whatever, you know, like, Unless you want it to go back to a uh, what's it called, like a, a, a trading system where there's no money and it's just 
basically time, th- yeah. that's an entire different that's an entire different conversation, right? Well, I mean, who what, wasn't it Einstein that said World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones, right? And I mean, hell, we're right about there with all these global yeah. leaders making some wild ass threats at each other. And I mean, that said, I know Detroit is known as like a, a manufacturing powerhouse, but it, sadly, we're not anymore. So if it ever gets to that point, hopefully they leave us alone since we got all that fresh water. <laughs> but who, who knows? Well, so I got, I got, I mean, I got a few questions for you. I mean, and I, and here's what I want to do. I know you and I are on the same fucking page, so I don't want you to give me in-depth answers. I just kind of want to make them simplified. But so, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. So, yes or no, do you believe in aliens? I'm not talking about Mexicans. I believe it's one of two. <laughs> no, I know. I believe it's one of two ways, right? I, be- I, I believe... One of the smartest motherfuckers I've ever met, and this guy is a legit brain surgeon. And, and okay, so this is not going yes or no, but carry on. Anyway, <laughs> no, all right. Sorry about the yes or no. It's one or two ways. It's either Guardians of the Galaxy out there, or they don't exist. Sorry, it's either Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're lied to, or just they don't exist. And like we I are agree. in a closed system, right? Okay, so nine eleven. Do you believe that was self inflicted? Dude, all the people are suing the Saudi government for their involvement. That shit was brought down like demolition style. Same with Building I, 7. I agree. So that's same, a... Same with Building 7. That was 100% demolition style. You can follow all the insurance paperwork that doesn't add up. And then they suddenly... I agree. Passports. I agree. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Next let's one. move on. So the <laughs> one that I've been studying... Well, but there's a couple. Uh, let's do this one first. So the Vegas shooting with the guy up in his hotel that knocked his window out that shot all those people at the concert. And yet I've watched YouTube footage of people saying that there were some crazy women running around down there going, you're all going to die. You can't do anything about it. It's going to be amazing. And there were shooters on the ground. And then those people that said that publicly are missing or been shot or are gone. What's your thoughts on that? This is not yes or no. I want to hear what you have to say about it. Dude, the Vegas, Vegas shooting, shooting. Was a, the Vegas shooting was a fed job. Most of these things are unfortunately a fed job. I believe that MK Ultra still exists, even though they say it doesn't. Um, I believe. Well, hold he, on, I, break I that believe, down for me. I don't know what that means. What 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 exists? MK Ultra. MK Ultra yeah. was the old uh, CIA mind control experiments, right? Where they could literally like program you, brainwash you, type stuff. It's kind of like Jason Bourne. Kind of. Kind of, okay. yeah, 100%. Okay, I get you. 100%. P- perfect example was the uh, the Florida nightclub shooting. Look at that one, oh. right? I can send, I can, I'll send you information on that one from one of my, my big Michigan gun buddies around here. But like the feds actively admitted in court that they manipulated him on the internet and the guy's dad was an informant. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I, I know that's off from the Vegas one, but now let's go back to the Vegas one. We go back to the Vegas one. All right, it's one thing to get like one firearm, but this just like oddball fucking guy literally has more firearms than my buddy who has a class three and is a fucking traitor, let alone yes. he single-handedly unbolted this window that weighs more than any single human can move. Yes. Just thought that whole thing was such a that's all fed jobs, right? That's you're talking about people going missing or, or, or unreported, right? The most current one they got, where they caught all those fucking people in that box truck in Idaho, right? Yes. Literally, literally 
every one of them are wearing the exact same pair of sold out Danners, right? They're fucking government issued boots. You and I can't buy those anymore. And, and when they're filming it with those people on the trucks, one of the fucking journalists asked the dudes, they're like, how did you know they were in there? And they're like, oh, we had a man on the inside. Yeah, yes. when they go to the police <laughs> briefing, they go to the police briefing and another journalist asked the, the chief, he's like, so you guys had an informant? And they immediately cut the fucking interview. They're like, you got bad information. That was cut interview. And they leave. Like, this shit is getting so sloppy nowadays. I yeah. said, I've, I've been to Cuba. I've seen it. I've heard the horror stories. Like, call me the nut job. I want to be that guy that runs up north, but I got an uncle that did that. He's a fucking weirdo. I love him to death, but like he spent too much time alone in the woods with just him and his dog. You know what I mean? Like he's a, he's a fun guy to be around, but like, he's just, he's more out there than me. And and like, I'll say this, I've said this, I've said this before. It's like, you know, the whole world has changed with cell phones in everybody's hands because when I was a fucking teenager, we could ride dirt bikes or we could drive, around a mountain and throw beer cans out on the road. And the best worst case scenario was that maybe somebody had a payphone nearby and say, there's some fucking teenagers driving around in Chevy Vega. They just threw one beer can out. You better get on them. But now there's cell phones and there's, you know, phone, you know, photo cameras everywhere. It's like, you really can't get away with a whole lot these days, but it's like, everything's underneath the magnifying glass. But one more question here for you, then I'll I'll put all this stuff to bed and we'll change the yeah. subject. So it's like one of the things that I follow very closely, it was really confused me was the flight MH370. When that thing took off and was supposed to go through a certain destination, and then all of a sudden they can't find a fucking piece of that plane. And then you start doing research about all the important people that were on yeah, that you like all that the one. important shit that they were doing. And then it was the one guy that said, I stuck my phone up my ass and they got us. We're on this little teeny Island that the fucking United States owns and blah, blah, blah. So you are pretty sure you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. 100%. I, I believe that whole plane, the, I believe the whole plane was, was taken out, right? That thing's in the bottom of the ocean somewhere. There were, there were too many doctors making too much progress on, on eight, Right. And, and unfortunately, like if you look at what's going on right now, sorry, too many too doctors much. making progress on what AIDS. I, I that have whole, the, that I whole, have the, I have the cure for AIDS. Th- that whole flight that M370, whatever. Don't, don't roll your eyes. I can tell you doctors. now how to cure AIDS. I can tell you immediately how to cure AIDS. Let's hear it. Okay. So no, no, don't shake your head. So, so if every single person in the world stopped having sex for just three months, AIDS would not exist anymore because of the, uh, the, 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 yeah, you go boy. No, 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 no. I'll tell you now. So, so if everybody stopped having sex I'm for listening. three months, it, because of the, what's it called the, yeah, I'm still listening. What'd you call it? I don't know. You, you call it. Fuck the, um, <laughs> Hey, do, do hold on. First off, welcome you, 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 to Machine Therapy. No, no, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. The, the, the only reason and we're listening because, still, we're still listening. We're still. No, listening. No, no. You got to realize, I, I have a, a very active medical field girlfriend, so like I'm way more informed in this shit. Than okay, I okay. Be, so like, I'll tell you, you now. So she would know. She forward. would know that because of right. If if of every what? single person stopped having sex for three months, th- there would be no AIDS in the world ever. If everything at the same time, 
everybody stopped. There would be no AIDS ever. Yeah, that'd be fucking one angry world too. Everybody. I'm just telling you. Well, you might, you might, you might laugh at me, but I'm just telling you now. That is exactly what would stop it. You can ask your friends. They say that AIDS was man-made. Yeah, from 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 from, uh, monkeys. That's but we still have the same shit in two of those four vaccines, right? It's a recumbent chimpanzee DNA. Mm, Exactly. So, so like, if you want to get into like some of that weird shit, like, they're like, dude, Fauci is the godfather of AIDS. It did not exist <laughs> until his lab took Fauci that. Fauci is the godfather of AIDS, <laughs> and he's been vaccinated. <laughs> and we should put that on the on the podcast. As a, and he's title. had two boosters, and he's has he's at home right now with fucking fucking COVID. Sorry, what I was trying to say was infection. The infection period is that if you don't like for. The, the reason why AIDS spreads is because of the infection period that it like when people were having sex or whatever, that if you can shut that shit down. And like I said, if it's for three months across wow. the entire planet, there would be no AIDS ever again because it originated. Well, sorry, apart from you believe it's originated from man-made, I would say it's originated from monkeys, but. That's I'm more different. confused now than I was when this podcast first started. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I know, I know, I know through all that stuff too, like um, they're, they're having more issues with that in the medical industry, you know, and we're seeing things blamed on climate change and stuff. But I know in my girlfriend's like ER, um, they're seeing huge like immunodeficiency syndromes um, across things where it's just like people are freaking sicker than they've ever been. Right. And it's 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 young people. It's young people who are oddly sick and they're coming in or or it's you got the morbidly obese, you know, who for whatever reason, they aren't breathing too well either. I mean, maybe they've been wearing their pajamas the whole time. If you watch that South Park episode, you don't know what I'm talking about. But like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all time. But like the the world the world's fucked up and we can all have differences of opinions look like you guys could obviously know from my memes i'm clearly not vaccinated or anything if you got it that's great half my family did um i hope everybody remains healthy i'm just like a conspiracy nut and and my girlfriend you know is a she's never had a fucking vaccine she was born in the Mm. fucking desert in yemen right we're like i still had that shit as a kid i had certain things and um so she's like she truly was even before the COVID vaccine. I mean, I didn't meet her at that time, but she was whole like, you don't need any of that, even though she works in the medical field, you know, and you're, you're, you're healthier without it. Your body will always produce stronger antibodies than anything that we can give it. Sure. And does, like, does, does your girlfriend believe the very simple, does she have the same sort of viewpoints as you do, even though she's not from America? Yeah. 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 Yep. She, um, she used to be a little, I mean, hate picking political sides or anything like that. Right. But, uh, she, she used to go with whatever the news was, was saying right. without really questioning it. Um, but I think that's kind of why we met. Right. And when we did, cause like when we met, she's like, yeah, this world's not right. And I think the news is lying. And I'm like, fuck, I like this girl, you know, and she's pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's kind of where that I'm like, start out you know um but like dude she has me freaked out you know so some of these people that, that they're finding right now and like not to scare anybody i don't know your guys statuses or any of that stuff but like some of these embalmers you know are, are like when they go to embalm people and they go to fucking exchange their blood right they're finding like these vaccinated people are like the clots that we're hearing about but like when yeah. the embalmers go to pump that shit out it's clotted up oil 
And I mean, it's not everybody, right? But right. Like, it's a percentage. And medically, medically, that should like raise flags, you know? And that's where yeah. she's freaking like, she's got, you know, she's like with all these fucking medical groups where they're like trying to raise flags without like, like you know, getting freaking her job taken away. Cause let's face it, she does well. Um, but like, so I get to see this stuff and it scares the hell out of me, but I just keep, I keep to myself. You know what I mean? Uh, but like when that was week, first going around, what's that? I was going to say all week this week in California or maybe the United States, they're pushing, Oh, we're this close for Pfizer, you know, having the fucking ultimate fucking pill slash vaccine for kids that are six months and younger. Why the fuck do you want to vaccinate somebody six months and younger? I don't get that. And that's, all they're fucking talking about and before i stop it's like i am i'm double vaxxed the only reason i did it me and my wife talked about it is i was like we're gonna fly back to florida and we were at the point where we thought well they're not gonna let anybody fly unless you fucking get vaxxed i'm like well you know what i ain't fucking scared of anything you know fucking shoot me with whatever you fucking want to shoot me with the first time we got shot up no big deal the second time we had to go back was on cinco de mayo may 5th and me and my wife and the one guy that works with us all the time, we all went same time, same place. And so we sat down and they go, you go to go to go to booth one. And so I went to booth one and there was some blonde chick that was fucking sweating profusely. And she's all, <laughs> sit down, what arm do you want? And I said, the same one that I had last time. So I pulled out my fucking shirt and she was all fucking shaking and she changed her gloves, this, that, and the other. And she fucking jabbing in the arm and like, you know, I've had a lot of tetanus shots. And like I said, I had the COVID shots. I have all kinds of vaccine, but she shot me in the arm. And then she, and it hurt like a motherfucker. Like I got punched by a buddy in high school. And then she fucking pushed that plunger down and it fucking hurt way bad. I'm like, hmm, she's okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. And so then she put a bandaid on it and I walked on and I sat there for 30 minutes to make sure it wasn't going to turn into a zombie or something. And then I moved on. But it took me about fucking three months before I could pick that fucking arm up and fucking help shampoo my head. And I've had a bad tetanus <laughs> no shot before. It, it went, I had a bad tetanus shot before. A chick was in a hurry and she fucking jabbed the muscle. This, that, the other. But the thing that I hear all the time in the news is that, you know, you may be concerned about, you know, uh, people that's had COVID because I've been, I'm double vaxxed. I've had COVID. Same with my wife. She's got double vaxxed. She had COVID. We all get fucking COVID. It's fucking cold. But they're calling about brain fog or COVID confusion or this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, is that shit from getting COVID or is that shit from you fucking jabbing me with whatever you fucking jab me with? It's like, you know, wake up one morning and wondering if I remember to put deodorant on or not. It's like, you know, I mean, if you let your brain it could also go, be caused from microclots. Exactly. I it's just I don't know where to let your fucking brain blow, man. But, but what like, if what maybe maybe the answer is you need you need like a pair of twins and one gets vaccinated and one doesn't, and you just follow <laughs> you follow the you follow the path and just see what happens to them. Yeah, so Surely I, somebody's done that in America. Around. Surely. When all this was going on, I lost my fucking sense of smell and taste for four weeks. So, like, I got those antibodies. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I don't need this shit. And plus, like, whatever. But not having your smell and taste for four weeks was mm. some of the wildest shit ever. Like, no matter what you ate, it was like bland mashed potatoes. You know what I mean? It was fucking weird. But regardless of what's behind this, like, the, the huge medical push 
it, it's it's frustrating, you know. And I know it's off subject from from COVID, and I'm not trying to drag on, but you know, one of my dad's good buddies growing up became a biopharmaceutical engineer, and this mm -hmm. dude worked on a pill for cirrhosis of the liver, and it was in testing. And this was like early '90s or mid '90s, something like that. And when his pill went to production, the bond angle—we're all machinists. We know about fucking tolerances, right? The bond angle of the molecules on this pill, the tolerance was too loose, and it was like fucking people up, right? So like, it wasn't doing the same as it was in testing. This guy was his, a whistleblower on his own like life's work, right? And at the wow. time, it was a two billion dollar fucking pharmaceutical lawsuit. And here I am. I always thought my dad's buddy was a whack job because he always carried a 38 revolver in his waist and like sharpened bamboo sticks and he trained in hand to hand combat. And literally come to find out now, knowing how the pharmaceutical industry works, he was just looking over his fucking shoulder. <laughs> like, like he's blackballed from the pharmaceutical industry. He cannot work in it. He works at fucking like sports stores. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that's like, that's, it kind of reminds me of that. Either you're invited to fucking, you know, um, Danny's, place, Danny's place for s'mores or you're not. And if you oh. do, you don't come back. <laughs> hey, so, yeah. so early, earlier, um, like, <laughs> during, like today, Tony mentioned about cows being poisoned and that maybe the government are removing tampons from the supermarket. Is that that's exactly that, how I said it? Is that exactly how I, like I said? It? I don't think that's exactly how I said it. It's pretty close, but is that is that, I mean, is that what's happening? All I'm saying is Bill Gates predicts every fucking shortage or pandemic every or whatever he wants shortage. to call every man. He, so he's we, got we, we've all. got processing plants blowing up. We've got a tampon shortage. We've got the baby formula plant out of fucking function again and now all of a sudden cows are in that dead thousands of cows it, but hold on, you know what me this. it gets a lot hotter in fucking texas heat. yeah no they, it's yeah, not the heat you. no yeah. it's hotter in they, texas florida and arizona yeah so fuck you you know anybody that watched yellowstone you know if you drop a lot of alfalfa they'll fucking eat it and they'll bloat and they'll get colic but it's like it's it's all a fucking setup now so we're supposed to eat his fucking synthetic meat now that's what it is i mean well, I don't want that. No I'm investing in a fucking... farm store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're hey, fucking. Hey, guys, if for some reason my phone were to cut off, it's because it's fucking I'm using more power than me talking, but we should be good. It just gave me that low battery thing. But we That's should be right. fucking. We're fine almost for done a anyway. Danny's yeah, been yeah. blabbering the whole fucking much. night. We don't <laughs> have any time for anything else. So. <laughs> I, I can't thank you guys enough for letting me just get out and bullshit with you. I, well, I I'm glad you came on, man. Yeah. yeah. I truly miss a shop, and I'll. I'll figure it out to be back into one, I'm sure, somehow. And people, you know, you guys have followed me long enough. I'm not going anywhere. Like you said, once we're once you're a machinist, you're always a fucking machinist. You can't Are you going you can't to IMTS? Look at anything without two Yeah, events. you're going to IMTS. I, I think uh, I talked to Kyle and he said he'll try and give me an extra ticket. And you know what's funny? I before we got rid of the shop, I was eyeing up those Daytron cubes. And I've literally already talked to my old man and I was like, hey, if we do this again. I'm getting one of those fucking Daytron cubes because of the fastest things around. <laughs> and that way, that way I can put it in the garage. That way I can put it in the garage and literally just have an air-conditioned garage with like a $200,000 cube in there just fucking eating. You know what I mean? There you go. But, there you go. So so if even if Kyle can't get me in, I'll probably end up emailing Daytron or something and telling him I need some tickets. You know, <laughs> fucking Chicago's three hours away. 
What, It'd be cool to fucking hook up, man. What is actually what? What is For the sure. ticket? What, what's the ticket worth at IMTS? I don't know, man. But I I know my buddy Mark that I grew up like playing hockey with. He's pretty big at Herco nowadays, so I could either shake his tree or, or Southwestern. It can't, it can't be expensive. It's free for me. It's free to yeah, go. I'm not paying shit. Uh, yeah, I'll make sure it's free. <laughs> <laughs> this is just make sure it's free. Tony, are you actually yeah, going? Are you going to be going? I don't know. I, I'll make I'll make a point to go there, Tony. I'll coordinate with Tony, you. I've got to, I'm going to have to come to your house. I'm going to have to put you in a car, and then we're going to have to drive drive to Chicago. That's you know, a long. We should go. Drive. We should go with. We should go with Son Tran and his Shelby. Fuck. Oh my god, we be there in a fucking half hour. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how long he was up last night, but that was scary. It's I was scared. Fifty hours. 50 hours of machining. What a nutcase. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you you got you guys all pay attention to Kyle, who I refer to, right? At KCS. He, yeah. He's always yeah, he was on his here. ass off, bro. Kyle was on here. Was that? Uh, yeah, Kyle should come up a hambernick. He was yeah, on here. Yes, Kyle schizophrenia, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know how to pronounce it. Kyle, Kyle's great. And uh, I wish I saw him more. You know, I drive by a shop all the time. Uh, I wish I saw him more, but uh, my dad sees him more often and that motherfucker gave me i i sent him a text after uh hearing this but that fancy ass machine of his right that matt Sura that we all see with the self-loader and jeff has yeah. one too the last time my dad stopped in there like a week ago he goes he walks up to kyle kyle's got his big shitty grin and he's like this machine's been down for four hours in the last three months and that's all i can i i, I can't stop thinking about that now like yeah. if i was to get back in if I was to get back in business, like I'd either have to get something that automated or I just got to get something that's faster than a brother. Okay. Like so, I don't so, even know where to pick up nowadays. So last question then, or maybe not last question, but I, another question. So do you believe that it is better to have a, like many machines with robots on and as, and maybe one skilled supermaster, i.e. yourself or Carl or whoever, or do you think it's better to have the same amount of machines, but with people on that you're paying. Own your equipment, number one. Own your fucking equipment because that's what makes you the most profitable and it allows you to work with margins and invest in your people. If you try, if you, so, so to answer that with people, with people, right. figure it out in shifts, whatever, or else you will get burned out. And also when you work with the right people, it makes your day so much better. And like I like we started this interview and I talked about it today with a different team that's not machining, but we're still manufacturing automated goods. A, a team makes everything. A team truly makes everything. And, it, and when you have that one bad person in a the team, they get pushed out. So I would yeah. much rather have eight machines with an operator at every one and, and pay them properly. I know that's very hard to do, but that's where I'd rather be. Um, I agree with you. That's well-spoken. Um, I can see, I mean, all of us obviously here, you know, yourself, Danny, Jody, even Shane. I mean, it's like we've always talked about, even when Albert used to be on this, it's like people that understand what we're talking about, people that want to pitch in, people that want to pull the weight, people that want to make things better. Those are the people you want to surround yourself with. And, you know, and I always knew you were one of those kind of guys, even though I never met you, but yeah, you definitely are. It's just, uh, you got to spread the wealth, man. It's, yep. you could have all everything in the world, but if, you, if you're lonely, you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't work that way. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, 
I started this and I can't really talk about this woman that I'm madly in love with, you know, and, and I've, I've mentioned it cause I know my dad went through this. My dad was always, you know, he ran his own shop for years, but then when myself and my sister came into the picture, that's when he went and worked at Bosch. Cause you know, mm-hmm. rather than work 110 hours for yourself, he could work 50 at Bosch and then, you know, take me to hockey and, you know, go out to dinner with my mom and cool. shit. And uh, like, that's something I, I've thought about. It's like, fuck dude, if I end up with kids or something, you know, could I cut it in that corporate life? And at the same time, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I think no matter where it's at, I'll always figure it out with friends. I really will. I'd rather keep that circle small. And um, I've always been fortunate enough to meet the wildest people. Like I could go on and I'm, you know, we don't need to name names or anything, but like I, my jaw drops even when I look in the mirror, I'm like, holy fuck, how do you meet those people? You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, life has just been very fortunate to me. And I, there's a reason, dude, I've lived through a seizure and all this other shit. I don't know what we got going on, but we're all very fortunate. All four of us here, you know, we're, we're able to work every fucking day. We're able to laugh. And uh, it's pretty freaking sweet. You know, what, is your, what does your sister do? Well, my, my sister is a professional smartass. Um, so she, <laughs> did, she didn't want to be a machinist like as part of the family because it was there? No, or? no. Um, so she speaks more languages than my girlfriend. Wow. Uh, yeah, my, my sister's really smart. So she started, she was going to be a doctor, right? So she became a mortician because it paid really well, really quick. Like she wanted to be one of those CSI people. Mm. And then she, so she's got her, she's got like two different doctorates in medical. And then she has a doctorate in fucking foreign language. Right. And then through her husband's, mother she ended up becoming a writer for a medical journal like in this weird shit since covid happened all of that has been yanked away from her and she like you know i like gardening you know i talk about smoking weed whatever right my sister's always been a good gardener too you can check her out on instagram it's floral culture gardens Right. My sister has been commissioning gardens all around Detroit and she coaches on on how to plant them and everything else. And, and I think she needs to give me lessons on monetizing time because like the way she <laughs> cold calls people, I'm not even kidding. She she got the biggest mortgage lender in Detroit, which is Quicken Loans. All right. Uh-huh. She got them to pay like so many dollars a head for every person on a fucking web call like this. And she did like three separate gardening seminars for them at over a thousand dollars a piece. What? My sister wow. is serious. She is making fucking money hand over fist. Wow. She's like, the, she's, she's like a money bee. You know, she's up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on in. She, she's smart. She's very smart. Um, I love her to death. She, I said something, my sister has always been, been one of like bodily autonomy, you know, just like, if you ask for something like that's personal. Right. And, uh, it was like a year ago, you know, I know she's vaccinated and everything. Like I said, I'm not, but I literally asked my sister, I was like, please, for the love of God, whatever you do, don't give that shit to your kids. Like that's it. Yeah. She hasn't talked to me since that was obviously crossing the line. Oh, we we communicate we communicate through my mom i give my niece stuffed animals and shit like that through my mom oh man Uh, i i send my sister pictures you know on instagram or like i comment on her her garden page um and i might might get a thumbs up back but uh yeah people 
I was yeah, gonna say people's beliefs on that shit. People's beliefs on that shit is so touchy, and I don't, I don't get it. It shouldn't be that way. Mm. I mean, you either feel that way or you, well, don't. you don't. And one of yeah. the one of the good friends that I confide in is like, you know, I said, "Hey, this shit's going down. Are you gonna get vaxxed or not?" He's like, "Yeah, I probably will." And then I ended up getting vaxxed before him, and then I hit him up and I said, Hey, we did this because we're going to get on the plane and fly. And we thought it was going to be mandatory. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm thinking I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm like, well, why? And they broke it down for me. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of along the same lines too. So it's like, I mean, when you put yourself in a perspective and everybody gets judged on, and you've got a time frame too. It's like, you know, what you're going to do and what you need to do and who you can take care of and who you're involved with. And it's just, it's, it's wild. And, and, and yet, I sometimes still believe that that's what's been dividing America. All this stupid shit that people are doing. One hundred percent, man. I'm just yeah. trying to get along with everybody. I don't care. Same I have a great same, same. system. It, it, what same. you got isn't going to affect me, and, and I'm still able to shake your hand. Like, yeah, it's a really fucked up world. And you know what? We should be able to openly talk, like we just did in this context. But so many people can't. They, right. they can't right and right. whether it's fear or, or who knows you know it's just it's a very frustrating time but like i can say this with as bad as it is right manufacturing and this is what makes me fucking want a machine again manufacturing is going to come back in a way like it'll be like the fucking 50s all over again yeah watch you're there, right there's there, that's like my other you know before we get into any of this other shit or and i let you guys go like I follow wild shit and I've always been that conspiracy nut quote unquote. Right. And I feel like everything that's going on in the world and is orchestrated. And I feel like, you know, all this Ukraine shit is literally a fucking dumping ground of old military equipment, right? There's way too much shit going there that can ever be fucking used. And we already know there's new technology. When you look at technology out there, blah, blah, blah. So I feel like there's something orchestrated, good, bad, whatever. But like, even if it's this green energy that's being shoved down our throats, either way, things have to be made for it. Right. So like, I, I really feel that, that there's a manufacturing boom on the horizon that it might still still be five years out, but it's coming and it's coming again. Yeah. I, I think people, people are more focused on what we, we get that lag, like the slow boat coming from China. And then all of a sudden there's supply chain. Then all of a sudden there's fucking money exchanging hands. Well, you want your container to come when? Well, give me $10,000 extra. And that is legitimately happening. I know people that deal yep. with that daily. It's like, oh, we can move you to the front of the line. But then if you don't have that much money, you're going to go to the back. So your barbecues, you won't see them for another six months. But you want something important. And I mean, it's all about the fucking money. And it always has been about money. And it's just like, but, 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 but can I just say so? So I like just on the Ukrainian war thing. So I through Tony actually uh, the Atlas News, which you put me onto, which I actually think is probably uh, the most legitimate. I don't know freelance sort of news channels that I've yeah, actually. He's a college kid. He's a college. I kid. know, he's but he, but he, but he seems to. I don't know. He seems to be onto it and 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 gives an unbiased view on on whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree. And. Um, and yet, you know, he's showcasing or, or not showcasing, sorry, that's the wrong word. Uh, he's identifying and showing actually quite 
futuristic weaponry that's happening you know with the like the drones and the the hypersonic missiles and and of course there's there's the the old shitty russian tanks coming in to get stuck in the mud yeah. and, and whatever else you know like all that stuff is whatever but but he's he seems to be really onto what's happening in in the now on what's and what's being used and and i don't see that on mainstream news at all no like 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 Fuck i mean no, like, 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 like when, when there was a video where he showed a like a drone coming in and just people standing around a tank and the 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 drone was not trying to blow up the tank it was trying to kill everybody around the tank it was like this 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 video where it just come in i'm going this is this is not Nick, this is not like basic warfare. This is this is stuff that we're seeing in real time, and yeah, and I actually think that you know, like honestly, like because of Tony, I only really look. You know, I, I don't really watch the news at all. But when I do, I jump onto that one, which is called Out Us News, and and it's not, to check that one out. And it's, it's really good, and and it's not because it's not because I want to see like death and destruction, but it. it but it is because I want to see something that is, you know, it's somebody that, that somebody that's basically saying, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we've seen this, and I'm going to corroborate it, and I'm going to tell you why." And 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 it's not, "Oh, yeah, this is because somebody has uh, desired this fucking mega missile." It's he's going, "Oh, yeah. they're using this, and this is how they're doing it." And it's and it's informative, and you go, "Oh man, that's actually quite like I." It's, it's sometimes it's scary and other times yeah. you go well okay that's 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 what's happening right now because i always i always imagine you know because our our grandparents went through wars where they had to you know run onto beaches and get mulled over by bloody you know guns and whatever else. two gunners oh you know, <laughs> you know and, and, and yeah and i and i always think to myself now we are very privileged that we are not actually in a war right now. And if somebody's decided to attack our country, you know, and America's big and they're very powerful, I get that. But for me in New Zealand, if suddenly China decided to send their entire fleet of, you know, uh, uh, Navy down to New Zealand and surround New Zealand, you know, what am I going to be, what am I going to be against? And, and, and I know that's quite extreme and it, it shouldn't happen, but it's it, a reality. It's not out. They of might the, do it. The realms of possibility, the, the right? Year. But but sorry. Yeah. So go back to my point is that when you said about that, you know, the the Ukrainian wars about dumping, you know, old warfare or whatever. I've actually seen the opposite, mainly because I don't. Maybe I don't. I'm not educated enough to know about military stuff. That because of Atlas News, I've seen more technology in warfare that seems way beyond what i ever thought was possible mm. being involved all the time and I, I i'm not sure that i agree that all the old shit is being dumped because i see some crazy stuff that i thought i i just can't believe that you can just fly around and just fucking kill people with like a drone which i thought you could buy from you know the warehouse or, or walmart or whatever you know yeah with so that i've being seen, said, I've seen both sides of that though like I, you see the old tanks and all that shit, but the drone technology that was there <laughs> is unbelievable. It's and I mean the body armor and everything. There is new shit, but just when you look at how much stuff is being sent from all countries, not just the U.S. That's what made me make the dumping ground statement, you know. But like 
man, you, I've seen some body armor uh, that some of those people are using in there. And it goes to like what you're saying, Jody, that it's like, they're saying it'll stop like a 50 cal. And it's something that this guy can walk around in, you know, like fucking armor suit. And it's just unbelievable. But I, I'm just saying sheer volume, it makes sense that way, you know, when you just look at it from that. But that's also, look at how much military equipment the U.S. government walked away from in Afghanistan. That's you what know? I was going to say. Now, was that yeah. on purpose or what the fuck was that about? Because, I mean, I've talked to several people, especially in the military environment as far as manufacturing goes, and they thought, well, that was some of the most fucked up shit that we ever did. But some people also say that was probably planned. And it's just like, you know, when well, China yeah. gets their hands on anything, they just want to reverse engineer it and, and go for it. But it's like, I don't even fucking know. I don't even begin to know what cards people are playing. Like, oh, we'll just leave these fucking helicopters over there and we'll let them figure it out. It's all, it's like past. We got, I mean, I don't know what's going on. We don't all ever going to have a clue nope. what's going on. Like, we're, not, we're not in the in crowd to know what's going on. I think it's it, it, once you can get past the original, the original, like, I mean, it, it's a gut punch every day, but it's, uh, it's entertaining to watch. It sucks. It really sucks. But, you know, you got to fucking laugh it off and just go, well, it's going to get better at some point. I mean, it's life, right? If we look at history, they say a true history cycle is every 90 years, right? So that would so, put us right now at the 30s. And how old so, was the 30s? Like the Great Depression, right before World so War. So let me ask polls. you this. Do you think they're really pushing for the big reset? Do you think that's a thing? 100%. 100%. The whole world is in too much debt and everybody just prints money, right? Like yeah. We've, yes. printed, we've printed three times our money supply in the last 18 months. Money ain't worth shit. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm giving it right? But then like, but, but then you have Putin tie his money back to gold and all of a sudden Harvard economists can't understand why the ruble is fucking strong again because it was tied yeah. with an actual like it was tied with something of fucking value so I mean but that comes down to hey dude we're machinists and we understand that material and machines and owning things have fucking value you know what I mean the, right. the paper that's printing out my invoices might state that somebody owes me money but that invoice isn't worth shit it doesn't mean shit no. yeah you know, like the fucking material we're shipping, that's that's where it's at. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, hold it. I hear we're, you, we're in a weird spot, but hey, I uh, I got a piss like a motherfucker from all that <laughs> started. <laughs> um, Welcome so to I'm the show. Guys, yeah, I'm gonna let you guys go, but I, I hope to get back on here. And I mean, I uh, it it appears life's dragging me back into design, and uh, you know. Well, once you make things, you, you don't ever stop, you know, whether it's no. on a machine or with fucking hand tools, you don't stop. But, uh, you know, Tony, I, I really appreciate you inviting me on. Just, you know, you noticed that I kind of fell off and I was like, yeah, I'll clean that up a little bit and tell everybody where I went. So I, I really thank you, man. It's been super fun and I can't wait to see you guys at IMTS. I will make a point of being. Hey, Tony, Tony normally has a question for all of our guests and he's about to ask yeah. it right now. Go. Now, my question is, were you ever hesitant on coming on to this show when, it's, when I asked you? Because, I mean, I know I kind of put you on the spot and I know. Oh, hell no. You know, hell no. Not at all. Yeah. Not yeah. at all. I've listened to a couple of episodes, not every single one, but I, I knew like where you guys go. And just I love talking manufacturing. I, I, I'm yeah. thoroughly I'm passionate about it. And it's something that you can't take out of me. You know, we well, all and we're, we we're not all that either. I mean, I love going off tangent. I mean, Jody, not so much, but I love going off tangent on shit like this. 
No, I mean, but it's I like don't want to talk about chips all the time. No, not at all. But it's a like-minded thing, and it's the way that oh, we it is. We analogy. all think the same. We all yeah. think alike. Yeah, it, yep, like. yep. So that's not at all, man. That's why I fuck. Maybe after IMTS or something, we'll come back on and talk about the current state of the world or something. But until then, I gotta go piss. Uh, no, <laughs> right, but, that's but, all but, I got what, for you, man. What, but what I'd say is, is actually what's really cool is that even when we have a difference of opinion, like it's not that we, uh, we, we we sort of behold people against that, you know, like it's, it's actually great that we all have a, a, a totally different opinion on certain things. Like that's actually, that's part of life, right? That's necessary in yes. civilization. Right. And, and that's where like, I feel like our governments are trying to force us to all have the same opinion or censor us otherwise. And, and that's, that's unhealthy. Like we're, we're literally becoming the 1984 book, you know, and it is what it is. It's frustrating, but that's why I'll just, speak ignorant shit and hopefully someone will listen you know <laughs> hey I'm, I'm looking forward to waking up tomorrow and seeing what you posted for us to all gander at yeah. on tomorrow's meeting i was out of town <laughs> yeah, for totally. a couple days i was out of town for a couple days so i fell behind but i think i got a couple ready to go tomorrow all right man so i'm looking forward to it I normally find them the morning before, so but uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. And okay. thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks, Sean. Thanks, thanks again, for, brother. Thanks for being on, brother. Really Good appreciate it. Man. See you guys. Go and have an amazing piss. I love you. <laughs> Take A care. big long one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See ya. So that's the end of Machinist Therapy Hotline. Of course, we've had a great time, and um, thank you to Dan, Rudolph. Many, thank many you. questions. I got a piston. And Tony, Danny, you need to you need to talk more, Danny. You need to start interrupting and just telling people, "Hey, fuck, I got a question." Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Or I've got a great penis. Like just just anything it doesn't really matter. Okay, don't do all that. <laughs> okay, and this is the end of Monsieur Superhotline. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. And I too have a great penis. <laughs> <laughs>